Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning as we discuss God's Word and, you know, grow together in it. But before we do that, let's take a moment and pray. God, we just thank you for today and for another wonderful opportunity to come together as believers and as your children, Lord, and to come stand in your presence, Lord, to hear what it is that you have to say and to receive your instruction and your guidance, your wisdom and your understanding, Lord. And we humble ourselves before you today, God, and underneath your hand, and we submit ourselves to you, Lord, and we give you our hopes, our dreams, our goals, Lord, and we just allow you and open ourselves up for you to do whatever it is that you would have you do, Lord, in our lives, God, that you can turn us any direction, Lord, and we will go, Lord, that you can say anything and we will perform it, Lord, and that we will follow after you, God. So we give you our hearts today, God, and we ask that you will give us your understanding and your word in return, Lord, <coughs> and we just thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, because you had told us, Lord, that if we asked anything of you, Lord, that you would give it to us liberally, Lord. And so we're asking for it today, God. And we trust that you will give it to us, Lord, in your perfect timing and in your will, God. So we just thank you for who you are, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are excited to have you with us. We're continuing our discussion, our series on the Lord's house and there has been a lot a lot of information and of course if you have any questions we encourage you to reach out to us and you can contact us either through our website at adayofprayer.org or through our e- email you can email us directly at adayofprayer@yahoo.com and love to hear from you connect with you and of course discuss the word together and in addition to that, any praise reports and prayer requests that you have, we'd love to celebrate with you and or stand in the gap together with you um, in faith. And we trust our Lord's got it. Um, so as we were discussing, even in the last podcast, creation and life in the garden, as it pertains to the Lord's house and the original design he had and he purposed for us right a, a type of shadow and a pattern of what our life with him is supposed to look like right yes, yes. as it pertains to the temple so can i get a vote we're going to re-go over the same reread the same scripture <laughs> re-go over yeah we're going to reread the same scripture as genesis 2 verse 4 through 25 and can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. This is a history of the heavens and the earth when they were created, and the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of 
for man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being the lord god planted the lord god planted a garden eastward in eden and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground the lord god made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil now river went out eden to the to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. The first, the name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havil, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bedelium and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gehon. It is in the land which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hetekel. It is the one which goes towards the east of Assyria. <coughs> the fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat free, you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh to my, of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we've done a lot of discussion, and I want to begin by, I'll say as our, our normal custom as is, and let's open the floor up for each of you to have the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you, and of course to ask any questions that you have. All right? Okay. Yes. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Yesterday, Mommy had mentioned um, about the human's destiny track, and that was to be reunited in the heavenly community from which we first originated, and this is the life track of a believer. And she mentioned the point of in chapter 1 that the Lord had put the stars in the heaven as a sign and the symbol for for times and seasons, for years and days. And it reminded me of Daniel when he had the last vision in chapter 12. And he asked the angel, he said, how long will these things be? And he said, for a time, times a time, times half a time. And then it reminded me of the wise men from the east. How did they know where baby Jesus was and when he was going to be born? They were looking at the stars that God had put up there for the times and the seasons so that they knew. And he was going this was God's version of going, hey, this big thing is about to happen. I don't want you to miss it. 
and this is where it's going to be. And the reason why we have to have those kinds of symbols, especially from before the time of Jesus, was because the Holy Spirit wasn't widely given. So it wasn't that God could um, directly tell you within yourself that this was getting ready to happen. And so he needed something for humans to be able to see, to go, oh, and put the pieces together. So they knew where they were on the destiny track of, you know, having their creation restored and everything being redeemed where they were on that timeline. And then after Jesus had come, then we had the Holy Spirit that took the place of the the stars, if you will. And I don't mean like God's word became ineffective or it didn't mean anything, but it it was better and more beneficial for us to just hear it from the Holy Spirit. And it would have been easier and not would have been it is much easier hearing directly from him what he has to say because the holy spirit's job was to take from the father and disclose it to us so that that included the times the seasons days years months and you know that sort of thing and the lord had reminded me and when mommy when mommy had said that he said yes he made the stars for us to look up and go there's god and here he is and here we are and this is where we're going here's where the the next leg of our journey was and then the lord said but it was not to worship them and um there are some people that do that and some religions they worship the moon and the stars and the sun and that's not their purpose and that's not what you're supposed to do with it it is for you to again see where god is going and to recognize the time that you're in so that you can prepare i'll give an example which is better hold on real quick right because okay you have said quite a bit and let's let's refine it all right the stars were and, and the star appointed and led the wise men to the birth of christ was because they were looking for signs. Yes. But in it shows one thing. How the Lord communicates with us. There are a number of different ways. You can see them throughout scripture. Right? What do you say to Moses? Of Moses, I speak, well, when it was Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. Right? Mm-hmm. He says, with you, as in Miriam and Aaron, <coughs> excuse me, He says, I speak through dreams and visions. But with Moses, I speak face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Right? Yes. Do we not see that even here? With Adam and Eve? Absolutely. Okay. The Lord communicates with them in, in various ways. And directly. We can see that. Um, it starts on verse 15, chapter 2, Genesis 2, verse 15. <clears throat> but he spoke with them directly. Really, it's in verse 16, where it says, He gave them their job, <clears throat> excuse me, wow, which was to tend and keep. Right? He made it very clean, uh, clear, stated it very plainly. That um, it was to tend and keep the garden. And he says, It says, the Lord commanded, Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree in the garden, you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 
you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. All right? And he gave this, he spoke to Adam. All right? Yes. But then, of course, it says how <clears throat> the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, he fashioned woman. Mm-hmm. And then he it said that she would be a helper comparable for him, which means the Lord himself would have had to teach her everything that she needed, not Adam. Adam was still being taught by the Lord, right? Yes. So it matters. And because if, if she came and Adam had to teach her, then she wouldn't be comparable to him. She would be inadequate to help. It would be like an infant, right? Yes. So, so yes, it matters. Now, and the Lord communicates through a number of other different ways, right? Scripture says that he spoke this to my heart to, in Solomon, right? To Solomon. And he also communicated to Balaam through a donkey. And there is no limit to how the Lord communicates with us, right? Correct. It matters. Um, and it's important. And even in this instruction, right? Don't eat of this. Uh, you can eat as much as you want of this tree, right? The tree of what? Back to verse 16. Every, Every tree in the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. So it shows that there are two trees, right? Yes. In the garden. Well, there's just a lot of trees. It's the garden, right? But there's one tree that they can't eat. Shouldn't that sound very familiar? Has the Lord communi communicated that to other, I'll say, other people in various types and in various ways? Any that you can think of off the top of your head? No. How about the children of Israel? What is it? He communicates multiple things just through that those couple verses, right? How about Deuteronomy 4? And this is, of course, as they're preparing to go into the land. There's just verse 1 and 2, right? He says, Now, Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I have commanded you. Now, this is a little, um, I'll say spoiler alert, right? Because we haven't gotten that far in Genesis, right, with three. But isn't that exactly what woman, later Eve, did? Yes. She added to, right? Yes. Said yes. We, can't, we can't touch it. Well, that's not what the Lord said. There's, all right, it's got to be accurate to what he says. And it's not just there, right? In verse 6, again, be careful to observe them. This is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all of these statutes and say, surely this great nation is wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that God is so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? 
for whatever reason we may call upon him. And not just there. You'll find this said in a number of different ways. There is uh, Deuteronomy 4.26, calling heaven and earth as witnesses against you this day that you will quickly perish from the land you are crossing. Uh, you will not live upon it, be utterly destroyed. I say the biggest one is probably Deuteronomy 30.19. Uh, where he says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Is that not communicating the exact same thing as what he just stated here to Adam? Yes. Absolutely it is. So he's, he's again, this is a pattern, right? He says this. For everyone. Didn't Joshua say the same thing? Choose you this day whom you will serve. Right? Whether it be God or other gods, right? I'm paraphrasing. Yes. And then he he finishes it up by saying, you choose who you're going to serve. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And if you, you study that out, you'll see it's the same thing every time. Choose life so that you can... Especially with the, I'll say the the Hebrews, the Israelites, when they came out of Egypt, right? It yes. was for what? To, not just attend to keep the garden, right? But it was to remain in the land, in the presence of the Lord. Isn't that what he was requiring and asking of Adam and woman? Yes. Remain in my presence. Just be obedient. Because you love me, be obedient to what I'm telling you. All the instructions. So you can remain here. And it's for every generation. Every generation. Us today. We want to remain in the presence of the Lord. Well, we have to do things His way. He's commun- he communicates that in a number of different ways and throughout the entirety of Scripture. It matters. So, again, the Lord communicates to us, very, I'll say the same message in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. yes. Every possible way our minds could conceive it or think about it. And, and well, we can even go to, to Abraham, right? Uh, well, actually, I'll, we'll pause on that one because mm. we're going to cover that probably tomorrow uh, or the next time uh, when we get to chapter 3. All right? Okay. Of Genesis. But um so he also communicates through signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. Right? Then he states that to the Pharisees. He's like, How is it that you understand you can look at this guy and tell what's happening and what the weather is gonna be and all these things, but you don't understand the signs of the times. In other words, what the Lord is saying and doing based on all the ways he's communicating. So it's for us to, to understand that. And of course, he's the one with the answers. So we have to seek him. Not It's not a formula that we can just punch in. Right? Clearly, yes. what he said here was misunderstood or or they forgot. They, I'll say, it's not so much a, uh, there is a rejection aspect, but it's they neglected the word of the Lord. Right? Yes. yes. They, they neglected to to keep it on the forefront of their minds. They got complacent. That's probably the best way to phrase it. 
But it's, it's not to condemn Adam and woman. It's for us to look at, and same with the children of Israel, same with all the generations up to, to today. It's for us to learn from so we can understand, so we can live differently out of a love for the Father and out of obedience to Him. Understand what He's communicating to us and do it. Live it out. All right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Any questions on that? Because... That was no. much better stated than what I had said. And a nice segue point to something else that was telling me about um, being prepared and being ready. And giving an, an example from my own life, how um, he'll tell me things and or I'll see things happening and I know what time it is and I'm not prepared. And, and, I, and I'll tell the Lord, oh, Lord, I didn't know. Um, I I didn't see that. I didn't know. And then he said, but oh, you did know. And now we are accountable and without excuse. Because in addition to the natural things, like in the heavens and with the other things he's doing in the earth, you've got the Holy Spirit that bears witness within you and tells you exactly mm-hmm. what time it is, what season it is. And it's like a cattle prod going, get ready. Get ready. This is happening. This is what's going to take place. Come on, guys. I need you to wake up. I'm like, shaking somebody a sleeping person's shoulder get up the the time is high high noon now it's time for us to get out of sleep and to, to get after it and get going and when we decide and choose blatant face blatantly open face choose that we're not going to do what god said we are without excuse because he's given us literally every possible uh mean method way that you can think of to communicate to you that it's time for you to get moving my parents do it all the time man they say the same thing to me over and over in a million different ways and every which way that my brain could possibly comprehend it so that i understand it and i'm without excuse so now there's a a, an accountability to me as their daughter to do whatever it was that they said to do because that's what's needed. Mm-hmm. It's a safeguard for, for you and for, for everyone, right? Yes. Well, good. So who else has something the Holy Spirit's leading them to share? Well, Charles, you can go. Okay. Uh, very quickly, the Lord is showing me verse 9, and it says, And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and mm-hmm. achieve the knowledge of good and evil. Yes. So what the Lord was showing me here is that. Thank actually, you. That was that was the verse I was looking for when I was like, "There's two trees, right?" Yes. And that, and then he he explained more in verse sixteen through seventeen, right? Yes. Set actually, before you today the blessing and the curse, right? Choose life that you may live. Yes. So thinking, uh, continue. Actually, with your I'm gonna have to wait for this because it goes into chapter three. Well, you can you can give a little segue, <laughs> right? You, you can. I'll say, share share what the Holy Spirit ha- has for you to share now. And we can build upon it in the next chapter as he reveals more. Okay? Yes, so the Lord has shown me here is that many times we give away what the tree of life that was obviously given for them to eat of. They're allowed to eat it because he said every tree of the garden besides the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord has shown me here is that we give away the blessing that he's given us, the Stuff that he tells us you can have and it's going to be a blessing to your life. How we give it away for things that 
we think are going to be good for us and how they actually are the opposite of what it is that we seek. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, like when they get kicked out of the garden, then it's only then when we no longer have it do we fully see what we missed out on and the blessing that was given before us. But we are so blinded by desire that we try to snatch what was taken away and view that what we have now is unimportant. I think it's, um, and it may be more than we can get into in this, um, this episode. Um, it's interesting, you know, I, again, I shared with, um, with y'all offline some things that I've been contemplating in Genesis 1 mm-hmm. over the last week or so. And, um, you know, one of the things would be, so if, if <clears throat> everybody know we were talking about a, uh, a lot, our listeners, we're talking about a lot of things, but the, the theme that we're in is the Lord's house or the temple. Amen, yes. And specifically tying that into uh, lots of key components that are going to be made known as we continue mm-hmm. in this series. But the biggest one, of course, that we are now the temple, right? We have the image of what it was, how things were to be, and how we walk that out in maturity and fullness now. So thinking of that it, as the garden, as a model for the temple, as the pattern mm-hmm. to consider, um, the question would need to be asked, why would God put something in the temple that would allow us to make a decision to move away from him? And I'm, I'm saying that as loosely as I can, so it, it would be easy to perceive that in a negative fashion. Like it, you, Some people would take that to say, well, why would God trip us up, especially in his temple? Right? Why would he give us a temptation within his temple that we could choose something other than him? So actually, that's a, that's a bigger question. That is a bigger question. And, um, and, and if we want to pick it up next time, I know we're, we're nearing. It's, um, I also want to remind our listeners, too, that um, we like your questions. So Absolutely. Uh, we've been having some fun posing some questions. Maybe that's one to think about. Uh, maybe you should do some research on that question yourself and well, see what kind of answer the <laughs> Lord leads you to. And uh, we'd love to hear your answers to that. We'd love for you to communicate with us at reaching out at a day of prayer at yahoo.com to email us. Uh, please visit the website at dayofprayer.org. And we know many of our listeners want to support this uh, ministry, uh, support it through prayer, support it through um, your finances, support it through whatever means uh, necessary. We'd love for you to support it by coming visiting with us and spending Amen. some time with us right here and actually being in the same physical space with us as we search out the scriptures to see if these things are so and to grow and mature in Christ. And you can do that as well, too. All that's available on the website at adayofprayer.org. You can find the link to give. You can find the link to participate. Uh, you can find the email to email us your prayers, your concerns, your questions, whatever they may be. So we just encourage you to reach out to us and uh, let, let us know what's going on with you and uh, how we can serve you and, um, and what you think that answer to that question is. Well, I'll tell you that we are going to cover that when we get to chapter 3. And probably some, some very exacting detail. Um, because we, we're grow- learning and growing together. And then there, we're also learning and growing how to have a right perspective of our Lord so we can engage as He wants us to engage with Him, right? And, and as you were talking, I was reminded of even in verse 7, right? Well, 5 through 7, but I'll just look at verse 7 for now, just because of time. 
And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils of life, and man became a living being. And if you look at the previous verses, right? It's talking about even the watering system that he set up. It lacked nothing. It hadn't even rained, but yet everything was growing. It lacked nothing. And that's how the Lord moves and operates. It's perfection to a level we can't even really begin to comprehend. We just even think that, I mean, this is an assumption, Mm -hmm. but the weather must have been phenomenal that they walked around naked, right? So the, the implication is that would have worked 365, 24-7. Well, we're going to cover right? that in the yeah, next just, one here. Yeah, yeah, just so, just so neat, the, the design of all this. But but I, I brought that up, right, the perfection part, because um, Paul addresses this in Acts when he's before the Areopagus in Athens, right? And, he's, and that's in uh, Acts 17. Um, I'll say 24 through 27. Says God, who made the world and everything in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is He worshipped with men's hands as though He needed anything, since He gives life, breath, and all, or He gives to all life, breath, and all things. And He has made from one blood every nation of man, men to dwell on the face of the earth, and He has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far away from each one of us. Doesn't that sound exactly like what we're reading here in creation and in the garden? Which is how they lived? Yes. And isn't that how Christ lived? And as man, fully God and fully man, in his time on earth? Yes. Absolutely. Yes and amen. Even though he was not in the the physical garden, he was on the earth. He lived the same way that was intended for Adam and woman to live. Total trust, reliance, dependence on the Father who had already provided all things. And just walking in obedience before the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, well, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer as we pause there for today? I will. All right, promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for making everything perfect and without blemish or flaw. Lord, I also just thank you for Just giving us everything we need so that we're not lacking. Lord, I also just thank you for just providing for us so that wherever we go, we have provision. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.